Hey, good morning, and welcome to Valley Lights Church. My name is Bruce. I'm the lead pastor here, and I'm gone today. <laughs> My wife and I, Erin, we're, we're in Fort Worth, Texas for a training conference uh, with our church network, and so we can't be there, although I really do miss being with you, and I'm very excited to come back next week and see you all. Uh, I should say y'all, I guess, if we're in Texas right now. <laughs> Uh, but this morning, my good friend Barry Rogers is going to speak. He's going to share the message. And uh, Barry and Holly are a part of the launch team that got this church started about a year ago. And uh, they have uh, sacrificed countless hours to get this church off the ground. And they've just been pouring their lives into it. And I'm, so I'm very excited for you to hear from him. Uh, Barry is a very deep thinker. He's very well read. I, I love how, how deeply he engages ideas. And then in conversation, though, he's very practical. It's, it's like he brings these ideas up to the surface in a really easy way to talk about. And uh, the, the topic for today is something that we deal with every day and uh, really has the power to get a lot of traction in your life. So I'm very excited for you to hear from him. I hope it's an encouragement, and we will see you again next Sunday. Hi, welcome to Valley Lights Church Online. My name is Barry, and my wife Holly and I moved to Santa Clarita a year ago next week. So this is a really exciting time as uh, we moved out here to help start Valley Lights Church. And I'll be speaking today uh, as Bruce, our pastor, is out of town with his wife, Erin. Uh, They're in Texas for a, con a conference for a group called Antioch Project. Antioch Project is a uh, five-year ministry training program that the, the churches that we partner with as part of the 17.6 network uh, puts on every year. And so uh, Bruce and Aaron are out there helping out. So I get to be with you this morning and I'm looking forward to, to continuing on with our series. We just started this series two weeks ago called Catalyst, where we're looking at catalysts that God puts in our lives to grow our faith in him. And if you look at a, the definition of a catalyst that Bruce said a couple weeks back, a catalyst is something that stirs up a reaction and it causes things to happen faster. And wouldn't we all want that? Most people uh, who join us at Valley Lights Church are looking to grow their faith, to get closer to God. And so in this series, we're looking at five different things that you can do, or you could start right now, to grow your faith and get closer to God. And so uh, we talked about personal disciplines the first week, uh, different things that you can do personally to grow your faith. Uh, the last week we talked about practical teaching, which was a really, really great message. And this week we're going to be talking about something that maybe you might not be thinking about when you think about your spiritual growth. So I'll be sharing a little bit more about that. But just to let you uh, get to know me a little bit, again, my name is Barry and I am from New Orleans, Louisiana. And I moved here in 2009 when I was about 24, 25. And, uh, when I moved out here, I had, faith-wise, I had figured out that I wanted to follow Jesus Christ, and I had sensed that God was leading me uh, to go into ministry as a full-time thing. So I moved out here to get some further training in ministry, and uh, so I, I packed everything that I owned in my truck, and I moved out west, and it was the great adventure. I camped all along the way by myself. The first night I spent in uh, uh, Santa Rosa, New Mexico, which if you haven't been there, 
you should go because maybe you'll have the same experience I did. I found a state park where there were zero people. I was completely alone. Uh, it was very, very cold because it was the winter time. And so everywhere that I went had snow on the ground and for the most part was very empty part, uh, camping spots. I even got to hike the Grand Canyon and I was telling some people about this earlier. I was one of the few people who hiked to the ground, uh, to the, all the way to the bottom and back and if anybody's ever done the Bright Angel Trail before, you'll know that all along that trail, you see signs that say, absolutely do not hike to the bottom and back in one day. And I can attest, do not hike to the bottom and back in one day. It was a pretty awful experience. I ended up getting out at about 1 a.m. And again, I was hiking completely alone. It was probably one of the worst ideas that I've ever had in my life. But... I, I did arrive, I survived all that, and I got to California. And uh, it wasn't too long into me being in California that I got involved in a church in, uh, called Church in the Valley, which is out in the San Gabriel Valley over in Ontario. And uh, through that church, I met a pastor named Randy Lanthrop, and he's, he's actually the reason I got connected with Valley Lights Church to begin with. But through that church, I, I learned a lot I met a lot of people, and it was a place where I knew that I could connect and get some more training in ministry like I had set out to do. But when I, when I got there, I realized that this church was a little bit different than other churches I had been to. Uh, I did all the right things. I, I, I took this class. I, I went to this group. I went on Sunday mornings. I served all I could. Uh, but I realized pretty quickly they, they weren't that interested in just me checking all these boxes of all these things that I could do, they were really interested in getting to know who I was and what are the things that I struggle with? What are the things that I'm learning? Where could I use help? Well, maybe you've been here too, but when I came around this group for the first time, I was definitely not in a place where I wanted to share all the things that I was bad at. I actually, at that age, definitely wanted to share all the things that I was really, really good at. And I wanted to show them all the things that I could do. Unfortunately, uh, I would love to say that I took that strategy all the way through and um, I turned out great and all these things happened. And then it was a completely straight line from I started at this church to I'm walking closer with God, but it wasn't. For me, it definitely wasn't a straight line. In fact, when I first started, uh, it was a little deeper than me just not showing or sharing everything that was going on in my life. I actually had a lot of things going on that, that I really needed help with. Uh, number one, like I shared, I came out here alone. So I was, I was very lonely during this time. I had never been this far from my family and friends. And so I, I was experiencing a lot of things I'd never experienced before. And I didn't really have anybody to debrief it with. Uh, I had to work a lot of jobs. I, I, I can't even tell you how many jobs that I had when I first got to LA, just scraping things together to make ends meet. Uh, and it was a very stressful time. Um, I had some issues spiritually that I was dealing with that I had a lot of questions that, not, not head questions, these were, these were heart questions, things, things about relating to God that I just didn't have in place and I didn't know how I could admit to somebody that I didn't know how to do. Also, my dad was diagnosed with cancer during this time, which was very difficult being that I just moved away from home. I wasn't there 
and, and, and he was in need. And there were a lot of things I felt like God wasn't giving me. So, so he and I, our relationship was, was pretty rocky at that time because I, I, I really wanted to follow God, but I was a little unsure if I could completely trust him with all the things that I really just wanted, and he wasn't giving to me. During this time, I pulled back a lot when people got close to me because I didn't want to show them how much I didn't know and, and how much I just didn't have my life together. And because of this, I missed out on a lot of opportunities to get help from friends who really cared about me. But I also started to drift. And um, I'll probably spare you all the details of that time, but I really drifted far, far away from the spiritual path that I had started off on when I first got there. And for about a year and a half, I just drifted farther and farther away through people that I met at my work. And they had a different life, and I just kind of went in that direction all sorts of choices that I made and a lot of things that honestly I'm, I'm pretty ashamed of when I think about. During this season, it was a really, really rough time and I'm deeply thankful that at about, a, about the end of that year and a half period of time, I kind of hit an end point where I, I didn't know what else to do but just fess up that I had a lot of problems and I really needed help. And uh, luckily that church, again, that, that I started coming around they were totally cool with it. They welcomed me back with open arms and they, they were completely understanding of where I really was. They didn't expect me to be where I thought I needed to be, uh, but they were okay with just me being where I was. So if you've come here this morning and you're not okay, you've probably come to the exact right place. And if your spiritual journey isn't just all up and to the left, if you've taken some detours and up and down and all that sort of thing, then you've come to the right place. We are a body of people who we really want to help people from where they are uh, to where God wants them to be, and also just to be with each other wherever the heck we are. So um, I hope that my story can be kind of an encouragement to you this morning, but when I look back on my spiritual journey, there are three uh, people's names that come into my mind every single time. Uh, one is Randy Lanthrop, again, that pastor who helped me out uh, but the other two are Alex Barrett and Mark Klebzig. And uh, both of these guys were a big help to me during the times when I was off the path. And so Pastor Alex was the associate pastor for Randy, and he was a little bit more my age. Uh, we have actually a very similar personality, so it was cool having somebody that I could ask questions that was a little bit closer uh, to my age. Uh, but he was really a big help to me, but he was also a kind of a brother figure. He was only three years older than me, so he could really challenge me in ways that I could hear it. And when I was walking kind of away from things, he had noticed that I wasn't around, and he asked me one day when he saw me, you know, where I was and what I was doing, that sort of thing. And he could see that I'd kind of flaked on some responsibilities and things in the church. And he really wanted to challenge me because he really cared for me. And he said to me, hey, Bro, you don't have to go to this church, but wherever you go, go all in. And that, him saying that just rings in my ears right now as I'm saying it to you. You don't have to, you don't have to go here. I don't care about that, but wherever you go, go all in. That was such a powerful challenge to me. 
The next person was Mark Klebzig, and uh, Mark was a quiet guy, or still is a quiet guy. And when I first came back around Church in the Valley, uh, Pastor Andy had told me, uh, he'd heard my story, he'd heard what, what I'd been doing, and he said, you know what, you should go talk to Mark. He might be able to help. So I went to Mark, didn't really know why, and I shared all the messed up stuff that I was going through and, and where I'd been, and uh, he listened to the whole thing, didn't make any comments or really ask any questions, but just right at the end he said, I think I know why, why Randy told you to come to me. He says, I've been, I've been where you're at. And he, he said, I only have one question for you. Are you ready to change? Now, for the first time in my life, I was starting to be very honest, and I just said, I'm not. And he said, okay, not a problem. He said, whenever you are, just give me a text. And I'm so deeply thankful for him asking me such a difficult question and being ready for me because it was three in the morning, probably a month later, that I was finally ready to change. And he helped me walk through that process. Now, I tell you these stories. I hope it wasn't too long. But these three men are critical to my story of faith with God. And God used them in a powerful, powerful way to get me to where I am with Him today. And if it wasn't for them, maybe God would use some other thing. But when I look back at my story, I see these guys and I see they're the reason where I am where I am spiritually. And maybe you uh, can think back on your spiritual journey, whether you're a person who hasn't really thought too much about faith, but you've just checked us out for the first time, or if you've been doing this for a while, I'm sure if you look back on your spiritual life, you would see that there are usually people that God used all along the way to get you to where you are right now. And if you think back on the highs and lows of your spiritual journey, you probably see people at each, each post, each signpost. And kind of what we're talking about today is the fact that God uses relationships to deepen our faith in Him. And a lot of times when we think about spiritual things, we think about walking with God. We think of this, this I'm doing this, and I'm working on these things, and I'm doing these things. We don't think, though, about the fact that God wants to use other people to strengthen us and build up our faith. So we hear these stories all the time. I mean, we're starting a church right now, so it's a really exciting time to hear all the different stories of how God's using different people. We hear this all the time. Hey, I had been praying for a church, and then you guys started coming around. God uses us. Other people say, you know, I'd kind of walked away from that whole church thing, but, you know, my neighbor told me about what you guys were doing, and so I came around, and, and people accepted me here. That's an exciting thing. We see that all the time. Maybe for you, your spiritual journey started with a small group of believers doing a Bible study, and you weren't quite sure about going to something like that, but a friend invited you, or you just checked it out on your own, and you found that people were willing to hear where you're at and were willing to accept you and to invite you into what they were doing, trying to, trying to walk with God and trying to figure things out. For each of us, this story probably looks completely different, but the thing that's, that remains the same is that people are, are used by God to grow our faith. 
and generally, when I look back on it, if I think about my spiritual growth, I would say that people have been used more than almost anything else to grow my faith. Now, relationships influence our faith in a lot of different ways, and I could actually say that that it works on the positive side. You, you can see how people can influence your spiritual growth for the positive. But I think most people also have seen that people can uh, influence your spiritual uh, life for the negative as well. Maybe you have a relationship that is just pulling you away from God, and you've never really been able to figure out, well, how can I walk with God but also be with this person I want to be with? That's a common story. Maybe there's a, a friendship that you have that undermines your faith, or just someone that you, when you hang around, they make fun of the things that God thinks are important, or just you know mock you when you do church, things with your church, or or just walking with God. But God can use the relationships uh, that we put ourselves in uh, to influence us for good. Uh, but we also have to be very careful of the relationships that are going to pull us away. So when we think about uh, the relationships that God puts in our lives, there's kind of this two, side, two sides to it. But when I look back on all these relationships, I have to say that they're providential. And we don't use that word providential a lot. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe you've heard it before, but a providential relationship or a prov- like a providential occurrence is something that is pretty clear that if it, it wasn't for God, it wouldn't have happened. So when I look back on my life, I see all sorts of providential relationships, people that walked into the scene at just the right moment that I needed somebody to cast a vision for my life, to encourage me, to move me forward. And since God uses relationships to to deepen our faith in Him, we want to leverage this. We want to leverage the relationships that God puts in our lives to get the best chance of benefiting from these providential relationships. And honestly, when you look at your life, there might be all sorts of things going on, but you may be one providential relationship away from finding help in a relationship. You may be one providential relationship away from a closer walk with God. You might be one providential relationship from learning the mission that God has for your life. Isn't that a powerful idea? And honestly, there are all sorts of, of growth and joy that I've seen from the relationships that God has brought into my life. And when I think about all that God has done because of the relationships that He's brought around, I don't want to miss out on that. I don't want to miss out on a second of, of what God has for me because I chose to step away from a relationship or I decided not to go to that group, or I decided, you know what, I don't really want to have a conversation with that person because I don't, I don't know about them. I want to step boldly into that. And so today we're going to kind of take a look at what does it look like to step forward and choose to put yourself in a place where God can, can use the relationships around you to grow your faith. So when we look in the Bible, we see over and over and over stories of God using people's relationships uh, to grow the church, to encourage people, to cast vision for people. 
But there's two verses that I want us to look at this morning that kind of show the nature of the relationships and, and why we need to really pay attention to who we relate to. So the first one is Proverbs 13, 20. And it says, walk with the wise and become wise for a companion of fools suffers harm. So that's it. Pretty simple verse, nothing too complicated. And if you've, maybe you've taken some time and read through the book of Proverbs, you'll see that uh, the second part of the book is all these, these kind of cool little, little sayings. And I think a challenge of reading the book of Proverbs is it's really, really easy to read these things and, and just kind of gloss over it and say, yeah, that's right. That sounds good. And move on. And if you read a whole chapter of Proverbs, you might get 20 things and they're just little nuggets and you just feel like, man, that was all true. That was really good stuff. But what the thing about Proverbs is they're these little, almost like word puzzles. You could read it once and say, okay, absolutely, that's true. Walk with the wise and become wise for a companion of fools suffers harm. That's right. I've seen that. That sounds good. But if you go over it again and again and again and meditate on it, that's basically what you're doing. You're meditating on that verse. If you if you meditate on these proverbs, you'll see that there's there's different aspects and things that God can can unlock. All right. Well, let's unpack this verse just a little bit. Uh, the first thing that we can see here is uh, walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harms. So we have words like walk and companion being together with people. So obviously this has something to do with relationships. And unless we live in a remote part of the world, uh, like Alaska or Siberia or something like that, obviously relationships are really, really important part of our life. Uh, The second thing that I see here is that there's basically two categories of people that we talk about, the the foolish and the wise, two different types of people that are are there. And in our culture today, when we think about wisdom or wise, We think about somebody that has head knowledge, that's really intelligent, something like that. But when you look at it uh, from a biblical point of view in the Bible, wisdom is kind of a different different idea. It's it's really a person that takes all of life into account. It's really a person that, that can see not just this physical realm, because that's important, but a wise person sees the spiritual as well and takes God seriously, takes him into account when they're when he's putting together his plans. That's the biblical idea of wisdom. And so when we look around, uh, that's, it's important to know the difference between the wise people that are around us and the unwise people. And in a church, not everybody is going to be a wise person, but you'll find more people that are looking to walk with God uh, in the church. Uh, so that's something that, that, we'll, uh, that we want to we know. Is, uh, is who's wise and who's not wise, because obviously uh, the next part says that there's some results here. So there are some results that come with doing life with these people. So what happens when you walk with the wise? Well, you become wise. And what, what happens when you walk with a fool or you're a companion to a fool? Well, you suffer harm. Okay, so I look at my life and I say, Okay, there's these different types of people. There's wise people, there's foolish people. You hang out with wise people, you become wiser. You hang out with fool, you suffer harm. You know, this is kind of a no-brainer. It really helps you unlock this verse and say, you know what, we want to do whatever it's possible to walk with wise people, to be around wise people. 
So it's not just we're going to walk with anybody. It's good. We should open our lives to all sorts of people. But if we're looking to grow spiritually, uh, we're, we probably want to be able to identify quickly who are wise people? Who are people that put God's word into practice and take his word seriously? Those are wise people. And then finally, uh, we probably want to relate more uh, to wise people than fools so that things turn out well. Uh, so how do we get in the path of wise people? This is really, really good question to ask. So when we look through the verse, obviously there's more than just the surface level of man this is a good verse. We need to unpack it a little bit and really see how this, uh, how this works in our life. But if we just look at the big idea here, we can see clearly that there's two different types of people and the types of people that we're around are going to affect our lives. Here are fools and, 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 fools and wise, harm and gaining wisdom. Since people affect our lives, we want to be real specific about the people that we, we connect with. And we want to open our lives to the right types of people. So this is a really, really important verse. And if we're looking to grow our faith from the people that are around us, we want to choose to be around the right types of people. Another passage that's kind of like this is 1 Corinthians 15.33. And 1 Corinthians 15.33 says, Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. So why would they write, do not be misled? Well, it's pretty easy. This is an easy thing to be misled by. I know I've had friends that I thought, you know what? I don't care what they do. It's no big deal. I have a different lifestyle. I'm fine with this, that sort of thing. Uh, but we need to be really careful because it is easy. It is easy for, for bad company to corrupt good character for people to affect us. It's really easy for that to happen. So looking at both of these verses, it's clear the people that we choose to be around are going to affect our lives. So look around your life. Who are the people that are closest to you, that influence you? What are they doing? Are they pulling you closer to God? Or are they pushing you farther apart? This is really, really critical if we're looking to walk with God. And I've seen God work in all sorts of random ways. Uh, you know, I've, I've, I've had times where I was, I was really, really alone and I prayed to God and asked for help. And the Starbucks that I was sitting in, one of my really good friends walked in and, had a, and I had a great conversation that really encouraged me. I've seen that happen. I've had other times where I was alone and, uh, and somebody texted me at just the right moment. And it was just, a, again, it was just something where I could tell God use those people to help me out. And they were completely random. It wasn't, I didn't do anything specifically. But if God uses people to affect my life, and, I, and I've seen it over and over and over, and God, it's so powerful that God, uh, that relationships affect our lives in such a powerful way. I don't want this to be haphazard. I want to intentionally leverage the relationships that, that are around me so that, that God can use them to grow my faith, to grow me, to build me up. And so being intentional about this is really important. So if you want to be intentionally uh, intentional about leveraging uh, the relationships around you, you need to choose to be around the right people. So we're going to choose this. This isn't just going to haphazardly happen. So what does this look like to choose? Uh, well, 
Quite simply, it's just doing life with people, opening your life up to the right people and making space for them. So what does doing life with others look like? One might be you open up your life to others. You know, your calendar, your afternoon, you were gonna leave church early and, and just head home and now you're talking to somebody afterwards. You were gonna blow off that Bible study but you decided to go anyway and suddenly God opened up an opportunity. Maybe it's you create more space to just get time with people. You know, it could look a bunch of different ways, but you have to be intentional about these things. Some of doing life together just looks like having fun together. Some of it looks like just getting to know each other. A big part of doing life, uh, doing life together includes, is just including people in what you're already doing. So maybe you have some chores that you have to get done and you've just been dreading them and putting them off. This is a perfect opportunity for you to have somebody over to help you out. People will come and help. It's a weird thing, but they, they do it. Uh, maybe it's having somebody over for dinner, uh, having, getting people together and playing a board game. There's all sorts of little different ways that you can do to open up your life to people. It doesn't have to be anything special, but you basically just get to know each other. You spend time together. And over time, especially these wise people in your life, you're going to see that God is going to use them in all sorts of different ways. In His ways, the specific things that He wants to get done in your life, He's going to use them in your life. So as we wrap up today, maybe there's two, there might be two uh, objections that you might have to, the, to all this. You say, listen, you know, this sounds all good, but... I can do this alone. I'm, I'm good. I've got, I've got the Bible. I've got Jesus. I'll be fine. And honestly, I feel this way sometimes too. It's just kind of like, I don't want to include more people in my life. It's going to be way, way more complicated. And it is. Relationships can be absolutely complicated. But one verse that's really encouraging, encouraging to me uh, to include people in my life is Hebrews 3.13. And it says, But encourage one another daily, as long as it's called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Just the reality of life, there's all sorts of things that are going on that I can't see, and one of them is my own sin, and it hardens, and I'll just go on with life and not even noticing that I'm living a certain way. So I really need friends that are going to look into my life, they're going to know who I am and what I'm doing, and they're going to call me out on it or they're going to encourage me to do something different or they're going to help me. Uh, all those sorts of things. Yeah, it is complicated, but it's invaluable to have this help from other people. The second thing that maybe you might be thinking is, you know what? I, I mean, it sounds good and all, but I don't know if I can trust you people. You know, we're, we're a brand new church, so we might not know you and you might not know us. So it might be hard for you to, tr to, to be able to trust us. And I would say, hey, that is totally fine. I would say, if I could challenge you with something, I would challenge you just to open up just a little bit and find just one or two, one or two people and get to know them a little bit. If they're complete weirdos and they seem like they can't be trusted, you know, you can shut the whole thing down. But just by opening up a little bit, what I think you're gonna find is that, you know, they, they might actually be pretty normal people and they might be trustworthy. And I would challenge you again, if, if you find that there's just a few people that are trustworthy, maybe you open up to a couple more people and just watch what God does in those little relationships that you open up to. I think you'll find that God will use every single 
relationship that you open up to. So as we wrap up today, um, can you imagine what this would be like if we all live this way? If we, if we opened up our lives to others and we allowed the right kind of people to cross our paths regularly, having meals with people that God can use to grow our faith, and then also we would be open to being used by God to grow other people's faith. What a powerful thing that would be. So this morning as, as we wrap up, I encourage you to think through your next steps. And again, you're joining us on our online service. So normally I would say, hey, why don't you come grab a cup of coffee with us after the service or something like that. And maybe, maybe that would be a step for you. Maybe you want to come and join us at one of the in-person services. But if you're not ready for that yet, I would challenge you, maybe just write down on your connection card that you would like to get in contact with one of our members of our team. We'd love to reach out to you by phone or, or whatever and uh, just get to know you a little bit better. Another thing is to ask God to show you all the relationships that are around you and to show you what he would like you to do uh, to connect with more people. I think you're going to find that he's going to answer that prayer as well.